With Radio On The Go News, Brian Fancher reporting. Drivers are advised to stay alert as they travel Iowa's roadsides over the coming weeks. Autumn deer behavior, crop harvest, and peak travel times for motorists combined to hike the risk of vehicle deer collisions in Iowa. Jim Coffey, a forest wildlife research biologist with the Iowa Department of Natural Resources, tells Radio On The Go News that if you see one deer, expect more. And we always remind people, we see that first deer and we're a little bit in awe. Oh, there's a deer in front of me. But we have to remember that many times that's an adult doe deer. And she'll probably have one or two fawns behind her that really aren't paying attention to anything other than their mother running across the road. And then in other cases, it's that buck deer that's trailing that doe that's in estrus um, because he's trying to tend her. And so we watch the doe and we don't look and see that second or third deer that's coming across the highway behind us. Coffee says drivers need to slow down, use sweeping eye movements from ditch to ditch, and be aware of your surroundings. And then the one that really bothers me the most is tailgating. Is you can't tell if a deer runs across front of the car in front of you, but you still need time to brake. And so we see people that brake, and then they get rear-ended by the car that's behind them. So we need to maintain that proper distance, just like the DOT tells us, to allow stopping conditions to happen. Iowa's deer herd is managed to provide a harvest of up to 120,000 deer on an annual basis. Last night, about 7.15, a Saragordo County Sheriff's deputy located a man wanted on charges out of the state of Minnesota walking in the 100 block of North Monroe Avenue in Mason City. 29-year-old Delmer George Weiss Robbins resisted arrest but was taken into custody without injury. Robbins was found to be in possession of a replica firearm, along with methamphetamine and marijuana. Robbins was wanted on warrants from Steele and Blue Earth Counties in Minnesota for charges including robbery and assault, along with a warrant out of Worth County for failing to appear from the original charge of possession of marijuana. He was also charged by the Sarah Gordo County Sheriff's Department with possession of meth and marijuana and for interference with official acts. Robbins is being held at the Sarah Gordo County Jail. Wednesday night, the Franklin County Sheriff's Department arrested 38-year-old Andy Joe Exline of Alexander, who was wanted on a Hardin County warrant for a probation violation from the original charges of possession of a controlled substance and for failure to affix a drug tax stamp. Exline is being held at the Hardin County Jail. The state of Iowa has nearly $5.5 billion in unspent tax dollars that the governor's promising much of it will be the fuel for tax cuts. The final report on the state fiscal year that ended June 30th shows the state collected $1.8 billion more in taxes than was spent. Another $900 million is deposited in reserve funds, but the so-called Taxpayer Relief Fund has $2.74 billion in it. Governor Kim Reynolds, a Republican, Says some see that surplus as government not spending enough. Reynolds says she views it as an overcollection of taxes from Iowans. Reynolds has previously said she wants to get rid of the state income tax by the end of her current term as governor. This week, the Allison City Council approved a resolution authorizing a form of loan and disbursement agreement providing for the issuance and securing the payment of $3,256,000 in sewer revenue capital loan notes. In other business, the Allison City Council reviewed the city's ATV-UTV ordinance. The council then approved a motion to allow ATV and UTVs to be used at Wilder Park in accordance with the ordinance. 
the Iowa Renewable Fuels Association this week launched. The latest round of its statewide on-farm biodiesel credit program to give back to farmers dedicated to using higher biodiesel blends. Farmers who are buying higher biodiesel blends can receive up to 50 cents per gallon. To be eligible, farmers must be filling an on-farm tank in Iowa being used in an agricultural operation. For more information, go to iowarfa.org. Again, that's iowarfa.org. Three positions are now open at the Hardin County Extension and Outreach Office in Iowa Falls. Those positions are Office Director, County Youth Coordinator, and Program Coordinator. All three positions will be full-time. Applications are due by 4.30 p.m. on October the 15th. For more information, call 641-648-4850. Again, 648-4850. The belmont Clemmy School Board recently voted 5-1 to one to purchase a 60-passenger gas-powered bus from school bus sales for $140,568. The BK Board approved the School Budget Review Committee application for a modified supplemental amount to cover the excess cost of $91,408 for providing a limited English proficiency program for fiscal year 2023. The BK School Board also approved a request to the School Budget Review Committee for supplemental aid and allowable growth for the excess special Education costs $694,490. Saturday, the Ackley Heritage Center will host their annual fall open house at the Settlement on the Prairie in Ackley. This year marks the 36th anniversary of the organization, which preserves the history of Ackley and the surrounding area. The Heritage Center started in 1987, I believe, and it's to kind of preserve the heritage of Ackley. And a lot of people over the years have helped with it. And they've kind of gathered a lot of memorabilia from Ackley. And it's on display at the the Soda Fountain, at the Depot, and at the Prairie Settlement. And this weekend we're going to have the doings at the Prairie Settlement. That is Dwayne Sattel, who is the president of the Ackley Heritage Center, He says there will be fun for the entire family on Saturday. We will have the house from the 1890s open with somebody in there to explain different things. We'll have a schoolhouse there, an original schoolhouse, uh, the Carterville Schoolhouse. There will be somebody in there to answer questions, uh, the barn that was moved in, and somebody will be there also. And then we have a carriage house and just, you know, the grounds itself and that. And there will be croquet for the kids to play and treasures in the straw. So the kids got something to do, too. The event will be held Saturday, 1130 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the Settlement on the Prairie. That's located at 101 Grundy Street in Ackley. Lunch will be served starting at 1130 a.m. Today's guest on the Radio On The Go Newsmaker program is Hampton Mayor Steve Burtzel. Talk about continued efforts on replacing EAB-impacted trees in the city. We'll discuss the budget planning sessions that will take place later in the fiscal year. Burtzall also discussed the annual League of Cities conference that he and members of the Hampton City Council attended last week. The Radio On The Go Newsmaker program airs weekdays over the noon hour on KLMJ with archive programs available under the News tab at RadioOnTheGo.com. The Climate Prediction Center says Iowa's winter weather will be influenced by an El Nino pattern. The CPC is forecasting above normal temperatures across the Northern U.S., including Iowa, through the winter months. 
From a precipitation standpoint, Iowa's equal chances of above normal or below normal precipitation. And El Nino occurs when there is a weakening of the trade winds over the Pacific Ocean, which leads to warm ocean waters in the eastern tropical Pacific Ocean. The high in the past 24 hours here at our studio, 74, and the low of 58. For Radio On The Go News, Brian Fiancher reporting.